friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The wait is over. James Harden has finally been dealt to the Los Angeles Clippers, along with P.J. Tucker and Philip Petrusev, for a package of draft picks and expiring contracts, including Robert Covington and Nick Batum. What does this mean for the upcoming season? When will more moves be coming? The 2-1 Sixers take on the Raptors Thursday night. Dave Dombrowski addresses the media and sets the re-signing of Aaron Nola as a top priority for the offseason. The Eagles defeat the Commanders in a high-scoring come-behind win. A.J. Brown continues his historic season with another highlight reel touchdown catch. Jalen Hurts continues to play through a knee injury, however. How concerned should we be about the franchise quarterback? The Birds take on the dreaded Cowboys on Sunday. The Flyers have won some games and lost some games. All that coming up right here. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Good to be back. Had a little hiatus for a couple weeks. You know, I had to go get some R&R in Hawaii, but it feels good to be back. Not happy about the cold. That was a bit of a smack in the face, but uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's a a loss of the Phillies and then the cold weather, so it's just been a brutal return that way. But all in all, it feels good to be back on the East Coast. Back in the land of Miller Lite and Twisted Tea and Birch Beer. I had none of that for two weeks, so I was starting to get a little bugging out there. No, yeah, I'm kidding, but, out there. Yeah, but, going through withdrawal. Yeah, but not bad. It was, feels good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Shout out to uh, Jonah for fulfilling in admirably two weeks ago. Big Shout time. out to no one for filling in last <laughs> week. Yeah. Me and Trevor had to hold it down, but uh, life's good over here. It is very cold. I feel like it went from being 80 degrees... Literally, what on Saturday, mm-hmm. Friday, yeah, to being forty so degrees, hot. just like that's that that East Coast climate, man. You never know what you're gonna get come early fall, early mm-hmm. spring. It might be eighty one day, snow in the next day, but hey, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, man. We're from Philly and we fight, <laughs> as Chip Kelly once said. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but uh, yo, Pat, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll get to the serious stuff. Did you wipe with your left hand, or have you ever wiped your ass with your left hand? I have. Okay. Just to, how how is it? Just What's out of your cur- experience. Just out of curiosity, I did it because you know you do the same thing every day. You're like, well, let's see how this works out. Brutal. You would have thought I was blind. I like I was like, where is my asshole? At? I couldn't. <laughs> I, nothing. It didn't work out. I had to go back to the right. And then at that point, I'm like, well, this is weird because now both hands are tainted right now. But yeah, not not a fan, and it didn't really go well. So I think I actually got more, anyway, I think it got more on my hand than it got on the toilet paper, but you know. So you do not agree with what Jordan Mailata says. It's not pretty, but it gets the job done. It didn't really get the job done for you. Yeah, it wasn't pretty or it got the job done. No, it was just nasty and I was defeated and then still had to wipe my ass normally. But Mailata, that's a big ass. It's hard to miss that ass, so I will say. But so he's probably least... got a huge hand. Like, Yeah. That toilet paper probably, probably now we'll say that's another twofold thing. Then is it easier to wipe your hand if you do go with the opposite hand with a fold, or do you crumple? Well, that's I a, think. Well, I think crumples are dangerous. I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. That's an entirely different debate. A fold, like you folding know what versus crumpling. Yeah, if you got a fold, you know what you're dealing with. But if you got a crumple, you know you never know where that's going to break. Where where the mm-hmm. little openings are. What kind of toilet paper are you guys using that it breaks that easy? I not, always crumple. No, I, mean, I don't not, think not break. A, he means I like, mean, like when you fold, when you first wipe your ass, and then you get like the fold. You can get a couple wipes out of you know the pool, but if you crumple it, if you wanted to reuse that crumple pile, you don't know you're rolling the dice right there. If you're going to get a handful of shit 
and then wipe your ass again. Why would you reuse it? You know what? Like if I, I when I'm crumpling, I just wipe once and throw it in there. Who's re, you reuse it? No, I don't crumple ever. I don't so ever when crumple. you fold, you re, what? I always, well, you should see me You're do laundry. You do the the uh, when I pull like, the thing out, I pull the toilet paper out. Maybe like three sheets, four, maybe give it a little fold, wipe the old ass, fold. What? Yeah, you can get at least two things out of there, at least depending oh, on the day. No. Yeah. So, so that heightens your, your the chances. I don't that you do touch that, but poop. I don't. You know. No, but you fold it. You make sure. Obviously, it's a if it's a bad day, you just one and done and keep pulling more toilet paper out. But you know. Yeah. Mm. Aren't we all about being green and all this? Yeah, shit? Yeah, there's a, there's I a, don't we're care. a climate we're, we're crisis. Pooping, man, I don't care. Well, yeah. you know, game's a game, baby. How does it is. <laughs> we're back. Yeah. Oh man, no. <laughs> there are... see those wildfires and uh, the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So what? We all got, we all got to do our, our yeah, part. Yeah. Well, so I'm not part. trying to have a dirty ass or a dirty hand. No, my ass is always very clean, but you know, I'm efficient with the toilet paper. Mm. But yes, left hand, it's no bueno. I'm not. We can work. we can agree on that. It's not good. No, I yeah. didn't struggle as much as you did. Trevor probably still hasn't yeah, tried I still it. I haven't done it just because you got a hernia. Yeah, I could imagine the hernia doing a different motion could be a little. Yeah, tense. that's fair. That would be yeah. hysterical. It'd be like yeah, just. I was like, how did you react? How did you aggravate it even more? Well, like I was <laughs> I was before I was doing a very important social experiment. <laughs> While we're on the topic, Doc, how do you feel about left versus right wiping your ass? Although. Is he a left? Are they yeah. or she lefty or righty? Um, I do- the doctor, I don't know. Oh. Well, it's worth an ask. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what your dominant hand is. Uh, I would just phrase it as, how do you feel about wiping with your, your non-dominant hand? hand? Mm. Yeah. And see what kind of response you get. He said, I have a bidet. Oh, all right. Well, that, that's next level. That's what we all need. Yeah. We'll I've never used one. In Hawaii, what? they no. had a bidet at their house. Whew, man, I was... It felt great. Yeah, I love a bidet. Oh yeah, I've heard that they're amazing. They're but I've real never, good. I've n- I don't think I've ever uh, sat down on one that had one. The only bad part was I think it was angled differently, so I had to keep drying off my nuts too at the same time because like <laughs> my balls would get wet. Could you? Well, you can control the water pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I was only at like the third there, right? dot. I was only like I oh. wasn't. You know, okay. I was doing pretty light. I wasn't trying to blast my butthole, but it did get a lot of. T- you know, you would just get a little after, you know, a little uh, splash. Hmm. We're up in the old balls. So it seems to make bit. sense because, like, I mean, because, I mean, if you think about it, on what other part of your body would it be acceptable to get, like, shit on and just all you do is just, like, wipe it with a little piece of paper and call right, it right. Like, you would obviously Nothing. be, like, you'd be getting there with soap and all this other shit, but so why should uh, why should that be any different? Makes right. sense that, that, that water should... Uh, uh, you know, play a role. Right. You're not picking your nose here. You're wiping yeah. shit out of your butt. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nice little squirt of warm water, clean it up a little bit, man. Seems a lot more sanitary than just going in there with a piece of paper, a piece of toilet paper, using it once, folding it, and using it again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, then that method works great because it's usually fucking cl- well, It's mostly yeah. just to dry the Yeah, ass yeah, yeah. At that you're point. supposed to really, like, even with a bidet, you're still still supposed to wipe your ass. You have to. Yeah, That's you're just still wet. supposed to. You can't dry it off. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta. I was at a friend's house once, so I will say well, the last thing I'll say about the bidet. We were at a party, and they had a bidet, and I was like, hell yeah! But I really had to poop, and I felt real bad, so I went upstairs to their bathroom, 
and I went to like the bedroom bathroom, had the bidet. I'm like, nice, this is great. But then after I shit, I realized they had no toilet paper left. So I had oh. to use, so I used their hand towel, like the the face towel, like the little square one. Oh my you god! Put it back on the rack. No, no, I you? threw it out. I threw it out. But uh. then I went down to my buddy. I was like, hey man, like I don't know whose house this is, but like if they ask where their washcloth is in the morning, like I, I had to use it to wipe my ass. But like. I appreciate it. That's their fault for not yeah. having toilet paper. Yeah, How are you going to have I mean, a party kinda... and not have enough toilet paper? Yeah, that's yep. on them. It was same. It was on the day of the St. Patty's Day parade. Not last year. Well, yeah. They'll know for next time that they have toilet paper for that party. <laughs> Had to dry off the old Blarney Stone. But anyway, it worked <laughs> out. That's good. Yeah. So, I guess we should uh, start off with the big news. What? Big trade. Yeah, the Sixers. James Harden. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Nah, finally, nah, finally, nah. it's such a relief. We can finally just uh, talk about actual basketball now. Mm-hmm. Get right down to hoops. Fucking, you know, it's just annoying every week being like, and uh, James Harden is still on the team, and we don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and uh, this is probably going to drag on through half the year. But yeah, thank God, the old midnight trade. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I just w- yeah. I woke up to like a million uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> checks in the group chat. Yeah, that was wild, man. Like, uh, the Clippers, that's how they roll. You may remember when the Sixers traded for Tobias with them a few years ago. That was like a 2 a.m. trade. Something about that franchise, I guess. They just love to burn the midnight oil. But I don't care. They could have done it whenever, man. He's gone. I don't even – the Sixers could have gotten a pretty mediocre haul, and I don't even think I would have cared. Yeah, I mean, I think that they did pretty well, all things considered. I think so. They got two firsts. Some other stuff. Two seconds, a pick swap, and a bunch of expirings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get Covington back, you know, not for nothing, but he seems happy to come back to where he said, you know, he got his name made for yep. himself. Yeah. And Process it's kind of cool. It's good to have, like, it's funny that you see teams, like, bring back not only the Eagles, some of the uh, Phillies too, but, you know, bringing back guys that are from Philly or, like, have a connection to the city or, you know, it's just – I feel like the teams build better chemistry when they have an attachment to the city as a whole. And to be able to have that, you don't have to worry about, oh, I need to, like, try to be a starter now. Like, he knows his role. He knows what he's going to come here and do. And the fans are going to love him coming back. Like, he didn't leave on bad terms. Like, he was a decent player when we had him. He got traded for Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. no one's mad at him for that. <clears throat> no. But we, I liked him while he was here. I always loved uh, Covington. So, I thought we had a, a good enough haul. For a guy that wasn't going to play anyway – Right. You yeah. Got it wasn't like we had a lot of leverage. Right. You, know? you got usable players, some picks down the line. You know, we'll see what's up. Yeah. A guy who wasn't going to play, who was a malcontent, who was in, he's clearly in decline, mm-hmm. right? And who isn't really going to fit with like the style of basketball that they've been playing. See, like, that's the funny thing, right? Is like, yeah. What do you, how do you feel? <laughs> what do you think of the Clippers right now? The vibes are so bad. That video you see, oh, that video. That was so awkward. Where like Harden walks was... in and it just like, staffers and reporters are just standing there against yeah. the wall like on their phones and like i think it was terrence man yeah, sitting just down just kind of like not even looking like, up it was just like side eyes harden yeah 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 westbrook was like you still got gas in the tank he was like yeah and that was it i'm like well this is lively yeah it it, it felt like the kind of vibes of like you know if you like I don't know, like, if you got into, like, a big, like, fight with, like, your roommates the night before, mm-hmm. and then the next morning, like, they, they come down in the living room, and you're kind of just like, uh, yeah, what's up? Like, it's like, uh, yeah, very, Catty. very strange from the get-go. You think, like, you know, a guy like that, like, coming into the locker room, there'd be a lot of, like, 
high five. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Like, Nothing. let's go, baby. Like, that was so awkward. Just none of that. None of that. Very just really horrible vibes. I was also like cracking up yesterday at, um, cause you know, like whenever there's one of these big trades for like a star player and like, there's always these, uh, these posts that get put out where it's like a picture of the, uh, whatever, at this case, it's like Kawhi, Paul George, Westbrook and Harden. And it's like, and it's like scary hours, in <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles. And like each one, it was like, they couldn't find like a picture that makes them look like intimidating or anything <laughs> it's like russell westbrook like you know he's like has an intensity to him for sure but the other three just they all this they all like every picture you can find of them they all just look like they got done with like a, a fucking blunt <laughs> sesh or something they're all just like like Kawhi especially is always just like <laughs> Could not care less. yeah and yeah. the heart is just like they're all just kind of have this like like kind of like nonchalant look on their face and stuff it like yeah it, it fucking it like remind me of um like when they make these like movies where they try to like get all these like old like stars together like and like 18. hype it up. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, you got eight year old like, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, <laughs> st- it's like De Niro, Pacino, <laughs> Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and, and John Claude Van Damme starring as the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think that it really, I think we won the trade. Obviously, you know, it's not like it was a big sexy deal. I'm just happy he's gone. I think we got usable players and depth, which is good. And Murray all year was talking about how next year is going to be the year to be bringing in free agents. And if anything, you got trade value in the first. Not that the Clippers are going to have a phenomenal first-round pick. There's a third-party team involved, They too. might in a few years. Like, that pick's like a 20, right. 28. 28. Yeah. Like, yeah. They like, could be really bad then. That's also good for trade value, yeah. too, if you want to try to get someone. I think it's like, someone... like top three protected or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, like, they could mean... have like a top four, top five yeah. pick. So it's good. It was a good deal all around. I'd give it like a B grade, which isn't bad. Isn't yeah. good. You know, just a solid, solid move. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what a lot of like the NBA beat writers and reporters have been giving it. It's like a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty much just, uh, you know, setting them up for whatever the next thing is. You got the that's... cancerous person out of the locker room and you got some value out of it. Yeah. That's all you could hope for. Yeah. And that's and it. I did they... love that the one guy at, um, what was it? They played right before Halloween. And the guy was in the Michael Myers jersey for the Michael Myers outfit. Oh, I saw it this. It was like, bring me Harden. Did you see and that, Harden was like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was the oh, game wait, on I Sunday. I did see that. I did see yeah, that. the game on Sunday, the guy sitting right behind the Sixers bench wearing a Michael <laughs> Myers mask. This holds up a sign that says, bring me Harden. And Harden <laughs> saw it, and he did not look no. <laughs> In his little green, like, green sweatsuit. Like, yeah. His like, boogie green so mm-hmm. like, sweater, hoodie. But, uh, nah, man, it's, it's great because you get rid of just just the stink yeah. that was lingering around this team because they've been playing some really fun basketball big time yeah. um like maxi looks unleashed like maxi kind of looks like dame lillard light like I, maybe i shouldn't push it that far but it's he's looked really goddamn good signs of really bright and we've been saying this for years but like maxi's like on the verge of having a break and he's been having a really good season ever since ever since he's been here but now it's like you said like he's unleashed there's no pressure Doc isn't holding it back. There's no pressure to give Harden the ball. Like, yeah, yeah. he's really who you feel comfortable with since you got rid of a guy like Harden and other pieces like that. You trust in the guy. And he's been here for four years. Now he's only, what, 23? So, like, if he, I think he turns, I think he turns 23. 23. So, like, yeah. you know, he's got a bright future. And 100% knows, better every day, man. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm really excited for Maxi and Uber and a lot of the guys they brought in that are young and hungry. 
Yeah, and I think Nick Nurse has really kind of changed the the structure of the offense, mm-hmm. right? Like, because before the offense would just be James Harden takes the full eight seconds to get the ball across half court, dribbles the air out of the ball for eight more seconds mm-hmm. after that. Then you're already at eight seconds left on the shot clock. He runs pick and roll with Embiid, throws it to Embiid. Then that's it. That's 24 seconds just like that. Yep. Like now, like Maxi's crossing half court with like 20 seconds left. They get into an action real quick. It might be a dribble handoff or pick and roll with Embiid. Someone sets a screen. Someone cuts. They get a bucket and like there's 14 seconds left on the yep. shot clock. Like they just play with so much more pace and like intensity energy and like yeah. everyone's sharing the ball like guys are moving guys are cutting and uh haven't seen just... this much cutting since uh emo was popular man. <laughs> pretty much since the <laughs> since the mid-2000s you're right you never lied about that dude <laughs> but nah it's just the brand of basketball harden would have never fit with this no oh, no he did not at all yeah it, it would have just yeah like the funny thing about it is i was listening to uh Brian Windhorse podcast, the Hoops Collective, Tim Bontemps, he covers a bunch of teams on the East Coast for ESPN, but he's like really in tune with the Sixers, and he said something to the effect of, this is on Sunday night before anything had been announced, that if Harden didn't play by Thursday, it was over, because he's like, yeah, Harden doesn't fit in this ecosystem, Maxie's playing great, and there's no way that they're going to ruin that just to fit Harden. Mm-hmm. So like... After I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit, he might be onto something." Then, sure enough, like yep. the next night, yeah, because like happens. the way the, the their first couple games went, it was like you can't be taking the ball out of Maxi's hand now. Like, there's no way yeah. you can go back to give it to Harden for his no. stink ass, dude. Yeah. And they honestly should have won that first game too. Yeah, that was that a was great bullshit. game. They yeah. should be three and up. Yeah. Well, the, ref, the beat, refs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some weird calls. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, if him beats 100 percent in that game, then I think that they win. Yeah. 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 He's been balling the last couple games. Yeah. Put up he's a getting, nonchalant 34, 14, getting, seven assists. Yeah, he's been uh passing the ball too yeah. really well. Which Trying is to good. Cl- close the gap with Jokic, you know. Well it should also alleviate the pressure on him. I mean it, right. like you said it opens up the floor play. Like it opens up everything and that's the offense is a living, breathing animal right here at this point. Fuck it. There's no expect and that's what's nice is that I feel like we have no Obviously, as we get further in the season, we're going to put expectations on the team to be a playoff team and all that. But it's nice to just watch them have fun, watch the young guys evolve and do funny things and do crazy shit. And it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to just watch normal basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not the same like, thing you've seen the last four years. It's like, okay, right. we get it. Like, okay, what else do we have here? And to not have to worry about the like the shenanigans with Harden yeah. or before that with Ben. Oh, God. At least it was a quick – I like that it was a quick – in and out. They had an issue. They yeah. didn't get it resolved in the offseason. But when the season started, they're like, we know we have a – they have a solid core team. Let's get this guy out, yeah. get some pieces, and let's boogie. Yeah, so what do you all think about some of the pieces that they got? So the players, we already covered the picks. The picks don't matter as much. Yeah. But the players – well, the picks matter a lot, but not for the basketball we're going to watch. This season, right. yeah. Um, so they got Roko we touched on. Yep, Morris. Marcus Morris, shout out North Philly. yeah. Um, Nick Batum. He's a French guy. He's actually really good. I like Nick Batum a lot. And Kenyon Martin Jr. His dad was a hooper back in the day. Um, he, yeah, he's he's uh pretty he's, intriguing. He's young. He's like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. So what do y'all think of them? Throwing some, he throws up some real uh, mean slam dunks. I can get into that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think it 
you know, you bring in some local guys or familiar faces, right, with Rocco and Morris being a Philly guy, um, and just solid depth. I think that you have guys that are actively ready to play. They're in shape. They're usable people. So I think, in essence, you literally got rid of one guy that was going to be a cinder block all year and a cancer to the locker. And P.J., Right. Two center blocks. PJ, really. yeah, it's hilarious little... that PJ has to go with him. Like, yeah. Him and Harden are a package yeah. deal, they man. You remember? Hands. You remember, like back in the day, in like elementary school recess, you'd always want to be on the same team mm-hmm. as your best friend. Yeah, to be like, yeah, we're a package. Mm-hmm. That's Harden and PJ. Just thirty years later, dude. You know who? You know who PJ Tucker is? Scrappy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Damn, I don't hate that analogy. I don't I, think Har- Harden's not Scooby Doo. Oh hell no. no! But PJ's definitely Scrappy. Harden's the villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Harden, he like Harden's the villain. Like he's the bad guy yeah. lurking, looming behind the scenes. Yeah. You take the mask off, you find out it was him all yeah. along. Yeah. This motherfucker. Yeah. So I like it. I'm into it. I like it a lot. You got a lot of young guys that are hungry, got to prove themselves. You got two solid vets, you know, in Morris and Rocco. Let's see what happens. It's yeah. no pressure. I mean, they can come in as they want, whatever they want to do with the yeah. nurses system and all that. But I mean, this is a year where if they have another first first round exit, it's like, you know, okay, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not like mad I mean, about it's it. really like next year's team. I think is when they're gonna, you know, whatever they end up doing with these picks and who but they what Daryl kept saying they're Darryl's... gonna have a ton of cap space in the off season. Right. Yeah, um, I heard they tried to ship. Right, they're not opposed to still shipping Tobias, but I don't know if that's true or not. Tobias has been playing really well. Like yeah. He fits much better with a Nick Nurse team. Definitely. Yeah. I think they end up keeping him. But for the right trade, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I got written down? Rocco we covered. I think Rocco on this team will be very useful, man. Big time. Because he's kind of he fills the P.J. Tucker role, but unlike P.J. Tucker, who would just not shoot. Yeah, Rocco actually, actually yeah. bomb some threes, Make a man. Corner three. Uh, or... It's so, funny how they actually have, they have like a surplus of wings now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... I remember like a few months ago we were like, "Damn, yeah. dude, Danny Green's gonna have to play twenty minutes. He's not even on the, team, on the team, anymore. which yeah. sucks for him. I like Danny Green. Yeah, but... yeah, is what it is. And then uh, Batum, Are y'all familiar with him at all? He's nice, a little dude. bit. Yeah, I I should, maybe I shouldn't say he's nice like that, but he's. He's a solid bench guy. He's 34, I think, so he's older. But he uh, can do a little bit of everything. He can shoot. He can play a little. He's a good team defender. He can rebound. Um, can kind of pass. Can kind of handle. I think he's kind of... They don't have a player like him. Like, I was going to say he's kind of like so-and-so on the team. They don't really have a player like him. So he feels, feels a unique like role. A little utility bleed. Yeah. Which is good. As long as you get guys that want to play and they're not a dramatic person or care about a whole lot, like he just wants to play ball, that's good. Especially yeah. in a transitional year, if you want to call it that. Like they're still they still should be a playoff team. Oh, for sure. At least a top five team. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. But like expectations are definitely dampened this season. But as long as you got guys that are young or seasoned vets that want to play and want to win, who you know, that kind of fits what most Good Philadelphia teams do in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's what fans want to watch. Yeah, right? we like, just want to see good ball, good yeah. hockey, good baseball. Good, like we just want to see guys that want to go out there every day, play their ass off, and we see what happens. Yeah, so I think we got the ballers for it. Marcus Morris should add some toughness. I like that because that's a good trade off for PJ. I think he's not like what he was five years ago. He's not really that good anymore. But at the very least, he'll give you an intimidator off the bench. Mm-hmm. He he's from here, so like right. he'll be rejuvenated to play. He might 
might raise his floor a little bit, but uh, nah, I'm excited about them. And then Trevor, you were saying Kenyon Martin Jr. He kind of reminds me, right, of a younger, less handsome Kelly Oubre. <laughs> he is a sexy man. Kelly Oubre is handsome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Kenyon Martin Jr., he's also a lefty. He's like 6'5", 6'6", can dunk, can bomb a three, in theory should be a pretty good defender. I think he's a piece that they end up keeping long term. Like, yeah, he's he's a, they try a, him out and like even beyond this offseason, depending on who they're going to trade. This guy's probably around for a little while because he's he's young. He kind of fits Maxi's window. Yeah, but no, nah, man, I'm excited about this team. I'm safe to say that we're probably all back, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. We're I bet back yeah. there. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, going into the season, it was like. Yeah, I'm like interested to see what they look like with Nick Nurse and some of these and like, you know, some of these new players they brought in and it's probably gonna be a mess and like but like it was just like but the harder thing was just overshadowing everything and it was mm-hmm. like there's always gonna be this like dark cloud, this bad vibe hanging over the team that was always gonna make it like, uh, do I really wanna like mm-hmm. get into the Sixers? But now that that's gone, it's like, you know, all the way back in. Yeah. Two feet in. I mean and also like it it's more refreshing this transition than it was when I feel like we had the whole Ben Simmons shit because I feel like you had Doc Rivers who handled that shit terribly. Mm-hmm. He was around a lot, just being a bitch in every video you saw with Ben Simmons in there. And then you had Embiid half focused on trying to be MVP and then also like trying to save Ben Simmons to be like, oh no, like we could do it still. And like it just the team felt like they were like driving on square wheels. Like it just wasn't working well. Mm-hmm. And this time it was like they've been here before. Harden has done this literally his fourth team in three and a half years. That's like, horrible. It wasn't like a new thing. Like they knew, okay, fine, he wants to be out. He like we all know what to do. We just got to figure out the right trade piece. They got it done quick and easy. New coach, refreshing, new life to the team. And Bede's got the MVP off his back. I think that this team honestly could surprise a lot of people down the stretch. I'm not going to put expectations on it at all that way, but it's more fun now than it would have been. When you asked us, you know, five months ago, how we thought. Oh, that's where there's bond. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can start to wrap it up on the Sixers. But uh, I do think that they could challenge for a two seed, man. Milwaukee does not look. I know Milwaukee beat us yeah. by but one still, point with yeah. Embiid looking Defensively, rusty. they're just not. I mean. Dude, like Giannis and Dame don't seem to fit as well. as like They got all season to figure it out. Yeah. It takes time. But that could be. I mean, there's a lot of big pieces that move this offseason in the NBA that it's going to be interesting how they shake out down the road. Yeah. Like right now that yeah. everyone's like loving life. They're like, Oh yeah, we love everybody being here. But like, once you get into a slump or once someone gets hurt or once, you know, how do you, and they have a new coach too. Like how does that, right. You know, yeah. when you get adversity fa- thrown at your face, how do you transition with that? And it's going to be interesting to see. I think that I'd rather have a young prove it kind of year for the Sixers than a, Okay, well, expectations like Milwaukee yeah, should. All on they're on, on the ticket winning yeah. chip, yeah. Boston so. too, to a lesser extent. Yep, big time. So it's just it's back to being fun, which we haven't had in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So excited about that. A um, couple other random notes I have is the defensive effort under Nick Nurse, dude. They're playing hard defense. Yeah, like uh, Kelly Oubre. I know that I said that he's. In theory, he should be able to play good defense, but he just never has. He's playing his ass off on D. Yeah. Yo. Electric. He's playing good. Maxie stepped it up, diving on the floor for loose balls, playing hard. Even Embiid. 
playing a little harder than he usually does early in the season on defense. I know he didn't have a great offensive game against Giannis. Defensively, he owned Giannis mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. Like, he was playing his ass off on D. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, like, the one thing about, like, Maxi that was, like, um, you know, his first couple seasons, it was, like, the one thing was, well, like, he can't really play defense that well. But it's, like, if he can, like, really, like, figure it out on defense, then all of a sudden he has a chance to be, like, a top 20 player, like, a, like yeah. an all-star player. And it's looked like he's trending that way. Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely some plays, like, him diving for loose balls or, like, getting in passing lanes or even just holding up a little better against a bigger bigger offensive player that a couple of years ago you would not have seen that at all. Yeah. Nah. I think some of that is Nick Nurse. A lot of it is probably Nick Nurse actually coaching them defensively instead of being like, Doc, yeah. come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. He's taking- Joel. <laughs> I can't do the Doc. He's taking the training wheels off, which is good to see. You know, you got to let Maxie be free. Do his thing. Let him get beat up. Let him beat somebody up. You know. Put him out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing is, like, everyone made a big deal about, like, the Embiid-Harden two-man game, right? Like, oh, Embiid's going to run pick and roll with Harden. It's going to be unstoppable. <laughs> and it wasn't unstoppable because Boston figured out how to stop it in game six and game seven. Right. And that was own. that. So what's been interesting to watch is, like, Maxi and Embiid. Maxi's done some of the same, like, pick and roll, like, pocket passes to mm-hmm. Embiid or like Embiid will like pop out to three and Maxi will turn around and pass it to him so like that's been cool that Maxi has kind of already gotten a little of that in his bag right the other thing that's been cool to watch is uh like the the dribble handoff like Maxi just like yeah. orbiting Embiid like you would see that a lot with JJ Redick where like Embiid J- JJ would pass the ball to Embiid Embiid would kind of just hold it and let J.J. run around yep. and eventually lose his defender. And then, like, J.J. be able for shoot. three. Embiid pass yeah. it to yeah, him. Yeah, catch like, and shoot three. Maxi Embiid is, is very versatile because you have both of those offensive styles, which not a lot of the guys can do. No. And it just, it's been really exciting to watch them just sort of feed off of each other and, like, really get into, like, playing with each other. They're both averaging over 30 points yeah. a game. Like, small sample size and all that, but that's that's not nothing. But not to keep it going for the Sixers, but, like, it's fun to see them play with the youthfulness that they have. Like, that's always been the issue. Like, you're bringing hard and we're like, the team needs to go. They got fresh legs. They're ready to run around do fun things. And, like, you can't rely on Harden's old ways of, like, doing his thing and having the ball and all this shit. Like, let them oh, – let's go. They're yeah. built to be fast-paced. And, like, hard... That's the NBA these days. Right. And Embiid can do it. He's not, like, a, this yeah, big, fast guy. they were, like, the slowest. Right. It's like, and I feel like that's what was getting Embiid hurt because, like, by the time he gets down there, everybody is blocking the box up. He's getting jammed up, smacked around. Yeah. Give him some space. Let him play. Let him get a fast break with no one around him. He'll be, he played fucking volleyball. Like, the dude's built to yeah, be – Yeah, he, he plays soccer. Yeah, like, like he's, he's good to go. He's a good soccer player. Yeah, his <laughs> knees can't be getting hit like that anymore. Like, let him – I'm excited about it, and it's just fun to watch finally again. Yeah, so um, I think that's all I got written down. Oh, I guess this can we can <laughs> segue into the Phillies with this. But what about uh, Pat Bev warming up in a Harper jersey? You seen that? He uh, yeah, the game had in, the return in his Harper favorite. jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to uh, pay it forward. Every each team's got to have a pander guy. Oh, Pat Bev's totally Pat, the pander. Big guy. Definitely the pandering guy. Fucking love Pat Bev. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> what about the first game? I don't know if you guys saw this. It was the end of the first quarter, and he was defending Giannis and forced Giannis into a travel. Mm-hmm. Like, Pat Bev was just, like, 
and just antagonizing yep. him. <laughs> and Giannis traveled. I started cracking up. It's just like, dude, that's the energy we need, man. Just this the scrappy underdog. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. the Philly guy, the consummate Philly guy, man. It's so much so that uh after the game Sunday, Kyle Newbeck, who covers the team for PHLY now, he was in the locker room. He's like, Yeah, I can report. That Pat, that Pat Bev was drinking a Miller Lite. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. our guy, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's our fucking guy. Yeah, for sure. I fucking love that. Damn. But yeah, I guess we can go ahead and segue into Phillies unless y'all got any other Sixers yeah, stuff. I'm good to go on that. Else. So yeah, um, Bryce Harper. The reason why Pat Bev showed up in a Bryce Harper jersey is because Game 7, the NLCS, some of you, many of you are probably aware of it by now. It's probably old news. But uh, Bryce showed up wearing a Pat Bev City Edition jersey, mm-hmm. which we didn't really Fresh. talk about the City Edition jerseys. Yeah. We can save that for when, when they actually wear them. Yeah. But, yeah, Pat, we, we got to get your take on that series. You were out of town. It was, well, A, it was fun to watch games very early in the day, so that was cool. But then it would also put a bad taste in the mouth the whole rest of the day. You couldn't just go to bed and sleep it off. Uh, You know, I mean... A lot of ups and downs. It was great to see them have that big-ass win when they had 12 or so runs and it felt electric, you know. But that team, and I I, I said this in the very beginning of the series, I, I wish we played them first. Mm-hmm. You know, get them, you in, did say that. Get them yeah. out of the way because they were a, a scrappy team. They were coming in hot. They're, they reminded me of us last year where, like, people didn't really think yeah. about them a whole lot. They were decent, young team, a couple of rookies on the team, all this shit. And it bit us in the ass. I mean – I, I think I think Topper talked today too about you know oh it was I mismanaged the seventh he game. Admitted that, you yeah. can't even get to that. You fucked up the sixth game too. Like it's not always about the like yeah the seventh game pressure's high. I think at that point it's all on the players. Like there's everyone's got pressure. You're at home. You got to seal the deal. You can't expect to win. And Dombrowski said it the best. Like game six, game seven. What were they? Oh, and twenty five at the top of the lineup. One for twenty eight. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So. That's what it was right there. I mean, Ranger pitches ass off. You know, you only give up two, three runs in those two games in the first, like, five innings. That's not terrible. But your bats are just dead. They died. That was it. That was mm. That's what did it. Yeah. The feeling- I mean, you can sit here and, like, forever and just scrutinize all of the bullpen decisions and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's their top four bats just completely fell asleep, and that's why they lost. That's it. Yeah. You got here because you had guys hitting a home run a game for consecutive games. To, you know, they – the NLDS, they came in, it was nuts. They were hitting up fucking – Trey Turner had multiple home run, you know, yeah, multiple Cassiano's home run games. Cassiano's, Schwarber, yeah. like, guys were just going nuts. And you didn't have – no small ball happened. No bats in general happened. Bad base running, bad stealing. Just when it came down to offensive play. What was the – oh, game seven, Trey couldn't lay down that bunt. Yeah. And then Castellanos couldn't hit the ball in the air. Nope. Oh, uh, yeah. Those, those – it was just, you know. Just fundamentals. Shit just, just forgot all about them. You know, I think that, A, it just is what it is. I mean, it just you can't win games when your bats are cold at the top of the lineup. And you can rely on Marsh, who was killing it. I mean, he was at least trying. He was the hottest bat we had in the NLCS damn yeah. year. Um, <clears throat> but even Baum and, you know, Stott, it just, everything just kind of went cold. And that it is what it is. Like, shit happens that way with baseball. I mean, you play for 100, 200 games at this point. You're not going to win them all, but it was just deflating to see them go out that way with, like, no fight. It's going to fight in Phils. They had no fight in them at all. Game six and seven at home. 
you know, it is what it is. But mm. deflating. It was tough to tough to hear. Yeah, what was that like in Hawaii? Well, they're all fucking. Yeah, what are they? What? West Coast. They like uh, the Mariners. They like Seattle. They like okay. San Fran. So like, they had no skin in the game anyway. So they didn't really give no a shit. No Diamondbacks fans out there. Nah, okay, not really. That's good. Um, they actually like Bryce Harper because he's from Vegas, and they call Vegas. Oh, Hawaii, so I like, could see that. They like that yeah, shit. Okay. But nobody was really into you know, and it was always at like two o'clock. So like it's the best beach and surf time. So true. <laughs> they don't really they'll get back to their sports. They're not really worried about it that way, but. Yeah, it sucked, man. I mean, I was hoping to come back to catch a World Series at home, which would have been sick. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, things are what they are, and we'll get them next year, I guess. The good thing is at least the team should still be pretty much mostly the same. But, yeah, just sucks to go out that quietly with no fight. Mm-hmm. And a Harper, that's what it was, too. Game 7, we were watching that, and he had that one where he had a chance to pop it out of the park, and it, it missed in, like, the sixth inning. You could tell right away, I'm like, this is it. They're not coming back after this game now. Yeah. But what was it like here? Oh, I was home, man. I would, I, yeah, I, worse I, than being in Hawaii. I was gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go out for Game Seven, and then I was just like, oh, I'm too scared. Uh, I like don't want to be out and like about like if they start losing, I'm gonna get like complete Negadelphian. Oh yeah. So I just stayed home and just pounded alcohol and. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Then you yeah. go to bed early and. Well, well, I went to bed early, but then I woke up at like 4 a.m. that that, that <laughs> morning. Like, I can't believe they lost. I was just playing the like the game through my head for the next two hours. After that, yeah. it, it it wasn't great, but uh, it is what it is, man. Like, was down for a couple of days. Just got over it. Yeah, pretty much. Trevor, you were at the cusp, right? I was. Yeah, yeah, I was there for a lot of the games. What was the cusp like game six and game seven? Um, you know, like you would expect. Um, it, when they were doing good things, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and when they weren't, it, it was fucking miserable. Um, yeah. But yeah, so after game seven, I, I didn't literally like stick around after the game. I just went, went straight home. But um, yeah. I find it odd game seven, though, that they pulled Wheeler after – what an inning, inning and a half, inning and two thirds. I think it was two, two and a third or something. I'd have kept his ass in there. He was just trying to heat up, to be honest. I'm like, what do you at that point? What are you saving him for? Like, what? At, what's the point of like? Are you gonna rest his arm in case you pull this fucking miracle out of your ass? Like, come on now. Like, just keep him in there. See what you can do. Give your offense a chance of a spark. They just didn't yeah. have it. And the, I, the whole like Wheeler coming in thing was also such like kind of like a bummer because. I feel like that's one of the most exciting things about the postseason is when you have, like, your A starting pitcher come out of the bullpen and stuff. And it's usually because, like, you're, like, winning. And you're, like, you're, you're closing oh, yeah, like, the game Yeah, out. like, our yeah. ace is going to come in and close out this game. This fucking rules. And, like, yeah. but then in this case, it was, like, they had to bring Wheeler in because, like, they got to bring him yeah, in. No one else, and it was no just, one else like, mi- get him out. Yeah, yeah, it was just miserable. Like, yeah, just, ugh. And mm. a lot of it, too, you know, I think <clears> – <throat> Good and bad calls, but the Diamondbacks also had some calls that were bad, too, that were called on them, too, at the plate. So it's not even all about the umps at that point, too, but they just they wanted it more. And you built that expectation of, like, yeah, Citizens Bank is rocking. I love that shit. It's good to go. It's cool, but, like, we're not perfect at home. Can't like do it all. Yeah, yeah, like, we're not – it's not an invincible shield. You just go in there and just get wasted at Xfinity after every game. Like, stop doing that shit. I'm glad they got rid of the fucking song. Because I'm honestly, yeah, I've, been, 
They got to get rid of I've it. Been, we haven't yeah. won in two years. I've been over that bullshit song. It no, it doesn't make sense for a, a fucking hype up song. It's not even the right version. It's not Mm-mm. the right version. It's a fucking stupid song. I can't wait to not hear that at bars all over. Like it, that that drove me nuts more than anything. I don't understand. That you could win a game and you're in the fucking clubhouse, all your boys shirtless, covered in beer and champagne, and that's that's a song you want to play to. What the fuck? No, no wonder they couldn't play at home for those two games. Yeah, like fucking, no, at, you, at McCusker's, like the one bartender there, like like removed every version of that from the jukebox. Thank God, like like, like, like last year he did. Good, like, good. It's just like good. You're like not. You just can't find it on there. It's just Very fucking funny. like you know, a car is driving down the street. Ah oh, man, look, shut the fuck. I want to throw like a shoe at the car driving down the street. Like it's just too much. It's annoying. Doesn't get anybody hyped. That song has loser energy, man. Why yeah. are you dancing on your own? Lame. You should you should be out there dancing with the people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were like, yeah. oh, we just it gave us it gave us a spark maybe through the season. Shut the f- I'm over there. Yeah. There's so many songs out there in the world. Yeah, that ain't it. Well, wasn't that like Garrett Stubbs started that? Yeah, well, fuck him too. Yeah, I mean, his he's, ass is gone. He's he's got to be gone. Yeah, man. like they kept you there for a pump up, man. Bitch, get dude. pack your fucking bags, dude. Like, we can talk more about the Phillies as the offseason goes on. As far as roster moves, we'll talk about a few here in just a couple minutes. But, like, Garrett Stubbs is a liability at backup catcher. Like, you don't need your backup catcher to to carry your offense by, by any means. You don't need that. But you need them to at least be able to do something. Yeah, All he was like good for was a bunt hit. Yeah. Like, and that one home that's, run. That's, yeah, the oh, last yeah. game of the season when he was hung over. Which I guess hitting a home run when you're hungover is that's is, cool. It's I not did nothing. I did like that, but that was like that's sick. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's the last game of the year. It was meaningless. Like <clears throat> JT's playing 140, 100, 120, anywhere between one hundred twenty five and one hundred forty. Yeah, you need a guy a who can that's make him too not much play. when exactly. you, your catcher's in his mid thirties. Right, like he should be playing one hundred ten to one hundred twenty games a year, and your backup catcher should ideally be able to help you win another. 20 out of those 42, mm-hmm. 52 remaining games. But I'm just over the whole, like, part. I get it. You can be relaxed. And I like that Topper, like, brought that back into the clubhouse. At the same time, it's too chill, after I think. every the fucking. Vibes are too chill after now. every series, you don't have to go get Buck at Xfinity with some fucking. Come on now. Yeah, what are you doing Liam here? Castellanos man? Like, out on a school night. Yeah, hammered. man. Go home. Go relax. Like, rest up. Like, And that's where I feel like they just got fat and happy. Like, we're not a dynasty yet. Just because we get to the playoffs every year. Doesn't guarantee Red October. Oh, we're going crazy. Everybody like fuck that shit. They haven't done anything yet. This team is worth almost a billion dollars in in cap space the last two years, and they haven't done anything yet. Really, yeah. there's no hardware to prove it. So what you're gonna get? What we're gonna get? Washed up, uh, Mike Trout this offseason. They did get those really fancy. Uh... Those NLCS, NLCS rings. Dude, that <laughs> look like better than the World Series <laughs> rings from 08. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. It's too fucking much. It's like, calm down. You haven't done anything yet. You barely play good in the regular season. You sneak into the playoffs every year. You get us all hyped up for whatever. We show up and do our thing, but you fall flat. Yeah. And it is what it is. You can't show up and like, oh, yeah, I had a bad swing. You had a bad over twenty, over 22. Yeah, that's not one bad swing. No. Man. Come on, man. Like, and granted, some of those outs, like some of Harper's outs, some of Schwerber's outs are hard outs, but. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of yeah, things, you're still you one. Up. You're still one for 28 in game six and game seven between your four best players. One like, through four completely dropped the ball. And it was standing ovation, you know, all this other shit. They just fucked up. 
Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I guess, guess that's about it for the fills. Well, no, we got to talk. To- Topper spoke. Topper oh, Dombrowski yeah, spoke. Right. So yeah, Dombrowski said. Uh, he said that bring Nola back is their biggest priority. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Last week and two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, what are your feelings on Nola? I know for much of the regular season, this podcast we are not big Nola guys, but I feel like he kind of proved himself in the playoffs. But I'm interested <clears> to hear your take. I think that and we touched on it like maybe a week or two before I left, but I think that when they realized that the pitch clock was kind of fucking him up a little bit, like his stance was what was off. And then honestly, once he, you know, made that aware and then readjusted it during the postseason, he did start playing lights out again. And I don't know if that's because of adrenaline's hype or whatever, or if that is the case, but he did look better. Um, and I think Noah deserves to finish his career here. I think that, you know, he's done well. I think he is, our, you know, one or two ace given whatever year you want to take. I'd bring him back um, in a heartbeat. I mean, you pay all this money for out-of-town guys to come back here and play or just to come here and play. I think that Nola has made it. We also, it, it hurt to know he didn't know where he wanted to go during the regular season. He never said anything about it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm he just trying to. He said something. Right. Yeah, Plus, he's like, no, I do, like, I do want to be here. And, like, that felt good to at least him to finally open up a little bit, let us in. But, like, cool, all right, fine. That's enough for me to bring him back. Because with him and Wheeler, we can do a lot of a good stuff, and Whoa. I feel like if we had had good bats, we could have seen, you know, what that one-two punch was. It felt good to know they had Wheeler, Nola, Ranger. I felt comfortable with that rotation. It was one of the top threes, yeah. in, in all of baseball. They were coming into that last two games, point nine, yeah, one point two. I mean, they were crushing it. So I think that he earned the respect of a lot of people back in the city to come back, and I think that I would be very happy to bring him back. I wouldn't. You know, if someone wants to offer him even more, go for it. But I think that we should put together a reasonable offer and bring him back. See, so, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of at where where you said, like, if someone wants to offer him more. The thing about me, like, my concern is more years. Because yeah. Noel's 30, 31. He's pitched, like, 200 innings every season since, like, 2016. Yeah. Sooner or later, that arm's going to start to decline. So, like, I would give him similar to the Wheeler contract, which actually expires next year. Wheeler's only signed through the end yeah, of next season, yeah. so like they're gonna have to figure that out too. That's fine. But we only like, have one more year with this, really. You gotta like figure like, I'd give Nola four or five years at like thirty million a year, whatever. Like maybe a little more. I don't know. Yeah. Not my money. I don't, I don't know what know. the pitcher market is. Yeah, I don't know honest. what inflation's yeah. gonna do to these contracts in the next year or two either. Like you kind of have to have to get out in front of that a little bit, but like. I'm not giving Nola more than, like, four or five years. Like, oh, some no. of these pitchers, like Garrett Cole signs, like, an eight-year deal. Carlos Rodon signs, like, an eight-year deal. That's too long for yeah, a guy in his 30s, ugly. man. You're smoking bad dope doing that shit. I think he's too young to go for a team just to win a ring and call quits. But I think, like you said, a, a moderately sized deal for a reasonable amount of time. I'd bring him back. Yeah. This team has no problem digging in their pockets. They know they want to keep a good bullpen. But their hearts are set on bats and defense, not pitching when it comes to spending money. Yeah. So they can keep him at a reasonable price. If someone wants to spend $50 million a year for him for two, three years, you go have, for it. Yeah, yeah. have him at But that I think point. that we give him a reasonable offer for a hometown discount, he should fucking take it. Yeah, and I think he might for the chance to win a ring. And it's the only city he's ever known he really wants to be back. Noah doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would just be like, all right. I want the most expensive contract. He's already made. He's made a you know. He's made a bunch of money. He's he just seems like a humble southern dude, man. Yeah, 
So let's talk about Nola. And then uh, the other one was Reese. What do you think happens with him? I think you ship him. You, that means your boy Derek Hall with the thumb. I think Harper. <laughs> he might end up playing some. I think Harper stays at first. It's just hard to know where they're going to fit him in. Yeah, I mean, it's like this... I like the idea of having him back, but uh, I just don't know if uh, they're going to find space for him. I think Castellanos found his home at right field, and I think that Marsh is great at left. Rojas, I don't know if they're going to keep him or not. They're he, kind of saying Topper Topper and Dombrowski <laughs> said like he has to fight because they let him. Yeah, because they let him go. And I think center field is. Whatever. He's a great defensive a center fielder, but we saw like in the playoffs. He the thing us. is though, too, Castellanos statistically does better with the running to his left to catch the ball. He's not a good chaser, so he's not good for left field. Unless you test out Harper and left, but I think just to be safe with the arm, I mean, he got a nick in the elbow running the first base the one game. He almost should have bricked. Like, I'd rather keep him at first base. Hoskins, to be honest, you got to prove yourself. You had subpar defense going to the po- to postseason two years ago. Your bats were all electric. I'll take that. But, like, the position that you play, you weren't that good at, you know, in the grand scheme of things that way. Uh, I think you ship him out. We didn't miss him this year, to be honest. Until Har- until Harper became, we, we, we until missed Har- him. I think we until missed Har- him in, in the playoffs more than. I don't until Harper became the first baseman. I don't think we missed him. We didn't skip a beat that way. We missed it. We missed his offense. I missed think. his bat, but you got Schwarber at DH. But but like, my thing is is like, we I touched on this a little bit last pod, but uh, they were such free swingers in Game Six and Game Seven, and Arizona kind of just saw that. Yeah. Like they weren't throwing any strikes. We no. were chasing slop. Hoskins was always he's, he's always good to working at bat. Is a really good concept of the strike zone. He's probably at least working walks or getting hits. I don't agree with that. Mm. Everybody does that too. Harper did that. Schwarber did that. But then they were pitching know, to man. those. Stri- I I don't think that it's as big of a need as you think it Harper is. Harper and Schwarber expand the zone. I think a little bit more than Reese does. But I don't know. I I, I just. I don't think he was the missing piece. Like I don't see him being the. Uh, he, I don't know if we he, win. I don't know if we win the series, but I think he makes a difference. I mean, I would be. It would be sad to see him go. I just think that the team is going to let him go. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. That's my. That's my. So, take. I got something here. Fuck it, all though. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if your boy with the thumb comes back, but uh. So yeah, Dombrowski said that they're going to talk with Harper. And ask him, like, how comfortable he is playing right field, how comfortable he is playing first, or whatever have you. So Harper actually said this during the NLCS. I'm going to read this quote from a a Matt Gelb article from Matt Gelb from The Athletic. Um, So this is Harper talking. If I can give them whatever they want from first base or right field or whatever it is, not just this year, but going forward, it gives us an opportunity Whatever it is, whatever they want, gives them the option to do that. Even if the Phillies retain Hoskins on a short-term deal, it's unlikely he'd be an everyday first baseman in the first year back from ACL surgery. Harper, before the NLCS, said if the Phillies resign Hoskins, he expects to return to the outfield in quote-unquote some capacity. Harper will be medically cleared to do that by spring training. He's enjoyed the time at first base and playing on the dirt has kept him engaged. He made some mistakes, but some of those were inexperienced. He looks like someone who can play this position and play it well. I don't mind giving him the option, even if Reese does come back, if Reese needs a day off, Harper said last week. Give him the option to put me at first base, and they know, hey, we can put him there at any point, and he'll be fine. 
That sounds like he's ready to go into the outfield. At least part-time. Yeah. So, like, do you end up in a situation where, like, Harper and Cassiano split, split in right field, Reese DHs some, Schwarber plays in left, other times Harper goes in left, Schwarber it just sounds DHs. Like too much, it just sounds like too much moving pieces around. I don't. It seems like that might be the route they're going to try to go. Or they have to trade one of them guys. But you still got Schwarber for a year. You still got Castellanos for three. You got them all for a while. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you keep Schwarber in left, you put Marsh in center, you get rid of Rojas. But <clears throat> yeah, that's the I other thing. Where's Wep Brandon? I didn't even think center. Of that. He could do center yeah. easy money. He's got the speed for it. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's usually where they. Yeah, before we get before Rojas started playing, that's where he would usually play. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting. It, it'll be, it'll be something for sure. But I don't know. I don't have the answer yet. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. But we can see here on this podcast on November first and act like we know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> hey, Dave Dombrowski, you need someone in your analytics department? <laughs> Take some tips. <laughs> That's me. I'm repping the Eagles, the Flyers. I'll rep the Phillies next pod. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Ooh, what we got next? I thought that was the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to uh, talk Flyers real quick? Um, I Well, we got to talk the emotional support alligator. That's true. We, we don't really talk. have too much time to get really into the Flyers. There's not much to talk about, but they did. They started losing games. They're losing 5-2 as I Or Damn. they just lost 5-2 as we speak. Oh. Yeah, so they're, you know, had a hot start coming back to earth a little bit. But the important thing is that the uh, from an organizational standpoint that they are proving themselves to be the more animal friendly team than the mm-hmm. Phillies because they a few nights ago allowed uh Wally the emotional support alligator into the Wells Fargo Center an enclosed building yeah yeah you right CBP's that... open air that's true right and they still yeah so there you go well they got that going for them so that's an easy win as well for the season Wally uh Good to see him. And then he saw that uh You saw Gritty, gritty with yeah, the, dressed up as Steve, Steve Irwin. Irwin. He didn't get mate. eaten by a stingray. Uh, yeah. yeah, oof, damn. All right, right that's, that's who he, what happened to him, right? Yeah, he got yeah, that shit right through the stomach. Yeah, well, then the, the yeah. guy, cause the guy pulled it out. Oh, right. He pulled the, uh, the what do you call it? The barb. Like the barb. Yeah, the barb. They were like, all right, keep it in. And then the guy there just reacted and pulled it out of him. And then it ripped all it. Did him dirty. It's gruesome. He would have uh, survived that shit if they didn't do that. Really? Yeah, you push it. You never pull a barb. You push the barb. What do you mean you push it? So you push it in <laughs> so it goes into his like a his bar- appendix and his spleen and his gallbladder? Hear me out. It's like a fish hook. When you get a hook in your hand, wherever, it's meant to keep piercing through. It cuts through clean, okay? Then it comes out. You're good to go. If you pull a fish hook... That little, okay, I get what you mean. You know what okay, I mean? I, I get, I get and then you get a fucking okay. two foot thing in your chest. Mm-hmm, you keep mm-hmm. that bitch in there for a little bit. You get to the hospital. They're gonna cut the end, push it through, and suture up everything else. But the guy ripped it through and just it shred, damn dirty. Well, damn, gritty ain't going out like that, man. Well, not with Wally. Wally's chill. He's no, cool. Yeah. No, yeah. he's cool. So, so a couple questions, real quick. Where does that thing sit? Like, you know, what I mean, like, do they? <laughs> Do they give him a spot in the uh, the handicapped section? Ooh, probably. Where Maybe. there's a lot of floor space. That probably makes the most like sense. Because you like can't little... put him in the, the bleachers. Or a box. Yeah, or like a... The Wally box. Yeah, maybe he has his own club. Yo, Wally probably gets his own club, dude. His the own Wally suite. club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I, w- I think he would des- deserve it. That'd be funny <laughs> if you like were like an action like a handicapped person, like you show up in like a wheelchair and, you, and like your your seats getting taken up by a fucking alligator. Yeah, You're just chilling there. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of shit, but it's this like, is fucked up. Yeah. And then the other thing is, we said this before. Where does it go to the bathroom? Uh, well, how does like how do you give that thing water at a game? Can it's they? In, it's in there in a hockey arena for I three think, hours. I don't. I mean, cold. I feel like they can last a long time without any kind of. Is yeah. it an alligator or a crocodile? An alligator. It's a gator. The air is all alligator? dry. Yeah, yeah like but that air is all cold and dry. He in the in a hockey arena. And he's just chilling. He was okay for three and a half hours in there. Maybe he went That's dormant. Right. Maybe he went dormant because it's cold. Cold. You know what I mean, like, for, yeah, like maybe he fell asleep. But also, like, do they, do they like predominantly piss and shit in the water or on land? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, then he could be chilling for a while. Do we know anyone that works at the Wells Fargo? Frank, you remember Frank? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank, if you are listening. <laughs> If you still work at Wells Fargo, I'm curious, man. I don't know if he knows anything about alligators. But he's probably knows someone that works there that was working there that last night or oh, two okay, nights ago. Yeah. We need like a zoologist or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. If we yeah, got we any an alligator guy, if do we ha- know any alligator guys that listen to the pod, or someone that owns a lizard, I'll yeah. take that too. If you're an, if you're an alligator guy, please send us an email at yeah. citywidepod at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, please. Let us know you're invited on the show. We get an email from Gator Boy. They're like, all right, cool. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would be an issue because I feel like somebody would have already posted by now if they had like, oh my god, I got shit on by Wally on my foot. Yeah, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like there was any kind of problems. Not never an issue. I have so many questions, ma'am. I wonder if he likes crabby fries. There's no actual crab meat in there. I doubt it. Yeah, but he probably likes Old Bay. Maybe. <laughs> I bet you. He no, does. he's probably eating chicken, dude. Wally probably yeah, had himself eat, like, a whole stick, ass dude. raw chickens. Mm. Yeah, he probably had himself a cheesesteak, some tacos. Maybe the buffalo. He might have even had a beer. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I Hell would yeah. give him a beer, dude. <laughs> he had to have It's like, nah, I don't know if I would give an emotional support the alligator a beer. Well, what's the he emotional? He gets drunk. He gets off that, them beer muscles. He might be liable to snap some kid's head off. You saw the guy walking the gator. He was like, not on the grass. And like, pulled him away. <laughs> he was like, get over here. <laughs> and the gator's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got to get more... The emotional support of the alligators is probably going to be a, a segment that we revisit multiple times on the pod. Yeah, we're going to have to pull up some gator facts. Hey, now, is he going to every... Now, if he jumps to the Birds game, that'd be electric. Damn, He's dude. been to the Phillies, been to the Flyers. He only needs two he, more. Yeah, I mean, he's been what to the Flyers. He could just as easily go to a Sixers. He could he'll fit right in at what the they, like, he's green. Send, what if they, like, send the eagle out and it comes and just... Wally just, like... <laughs> just fucking just snaps it up. You just see, like, a feather... Oh yeah. shit, that'd be a bad omen right there. Yeah, we'd Goodbye be losing that game. Dude. Yeah, that'd he don't really swoop down there like that though. The bird, he stays up in the rafters. Yeah, he stays up in the air. Wally doesn't look that active either. He looks pretty chill. Yeah, I it's mean, I guess sedated. I guess you have to be a pretty chill alligator. He's like a dwarf a gator. Emotional support alligator. Yeah, he's small. He's a little guy. Yeah, it'd be funny if he had like emotional support lizard on him. He might. <laughs> where does he live it's just like where, a one of those like Russian doll thing like where do you the, think he puts you think the owner is a good guy like does he just put I him in a cage owner lives, at home or? the owner lives in Chester he lives somewhere in Ducko I forget I remember reading an article that makes sense that makes total sense yeah that makes total sense but yeah I guess speaking of the birds 
right? We don't have any other Flyers things to talk about. Nah, not I yet. Was, I was going to come on this pod and say if they made the playoffs, I would do something dumb. <laughs> Except for Carter Hart's bitch ass. I don't think hurt. I don't think they're making the playoffs. The the, nah. the thrill might be gone here, but hey, games will be cheap. Maybe we'll get to go meet Wally in person. Yeah, I will wipe my ass with my left hand for a year if they make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> master the left hand. You heard it here. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. All right, I'll master right. the left hand wipe. Let's go Flyers, baby. But uh, yeah, we can shift to the Eagles. Um, what do we got? So the Eagles won Sunday. Beat the the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris. Yeah, you know what's funny is we played the uh, Jonathan Allen clip last week. Oh man, Montez Sweat got traded. Chase Young got traded. Guess who's still there? <laughs> yep, Jonathan Allen, man, still uh, seven, still seven there. Years, He's cranky still dealing ass. with that bullshit. Yep, man. I will say though, he had quite the busy fucking trading day. I will say, he traded away James Harden and half other players. Traded away Montez Sweat. Traded away Chase Young. It was a busy couple of days in the sports world. Busy day for him, especially. Yeah, he probably he probably got confused and tried to and throw throw Jonathan Allen into the James Harden trade. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot, forgot I was talking and to you. Three hundred pound. Uh, yeah, fuck that. But um, yeah, man, good. Shaky first half, great second half. Hurts his numbers when he's playing from behind or out of this world. I think he's got like 125 QB rating this season. When he's got the lead, it's terrible. Um, but the team, I think it's a good sign that good teams just find a way to win and persevere, and they don't ever – I don't doubt them when they're down. I feel like there's always a chance when they come back, and they do every time. The defense is shaky, but Hurts, he's that man. He's that dude. I mean, the defense has been shaky in both games against the Commanders. Yeah. They were really good in that Dolphins game. They were fine in that Jets game. They didn't lose us that game. No. You know what I mean? Like The offense. The defense yeah. has largely been pretty good for whatever reason. Washington had our number even last year. I mean, did. I think it's the Eric B. Enemy effect. Yeah. Yeah. But even last year, though, they gave us a hard time. They yeah, I guess the he wasn't their O coordinator last year. They had Ron Rivera, though. He still knew a thing or two about how to beat us. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. But the team, yeah, I'm nervous for Sunday just because I feel like every time we play the Cowboys at home, it's always just a, it just has that feeling of uneasiness. Yeah. Built up expectations. Everybody wants to kill Dallas and they hate us and we hate them and blah, 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 blah. But it's going to be a fucked up day. I can feel it in my balls. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. Your boys are going to be there. Yeah, we'll be rolling deep. We'll be there. See why it's special. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to win just for us, dude. I can't wait. Trevor's got jury duty on Monday. Yeah, we got to make sure that he goes in there all hungover with a big hernia on his stomach, <laughs> just no. like, oh, I can't vote for anything right now. Uh, he, he, he's guilty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna like roll in there like a crazy person. It's just like they're all guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Send them all to jail. <laughs> I would be here. And then they'll just ask me to leave. Yeah. And that's how you. That's Sorry, how I'm you late. Got a jury duty. Sorry, I'm late. I you just do, you gotta do something crazy enough to get kicked out, but not crazy enough to be put in jail yourself. <laughs> that's that's. I can do that. Thread that needle, you yeah, know. I could do that. Yeah. Well, well, what we need to get out of that is for the Eagles. What to happens win. if you just don't show up? Nothing. I don't think anything. <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, they'll probably just send you another letter like, Dude, okay, you got to come this day. Nothing at I all. I feel like Dave would always say, right, like, he would always get summons. He would sometimes get the text that say that he'd have to report. Like, the night before, they'll text you like, yeah, you got to report. And he would just never go. 
mean, like, it's <laughs> not around anymore for I, us to ask him I, what At some happened, point, did like, you get, like, a bench warrant or something? But it's, like, I feel like I it's feel probably got to be, you probably got to miss a lot. It's for a that. lot. Like, it's not after one or two, because Dave definitely missed several. <laughs> I don't think you really, they don't really give it, also, it's, like, probably the court of common pleas, like, they don't. Yeah, the who the of, hell cares? The amount of people just that pick aren't, someone else. The amount of people that yeah. aren't showing have up. Have you ever been been there? Like been what? at? Like have you ever actually like got never had to go in and person. had to go in person? No. Yeah, I've been there. Dude, a few there's times. like hundreds of people oh, yeah. there. I've never actually gotten selected for a jury. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a couple times. Really? Yeah. I always never. see. I always, no. I always just I always check off the box that says like I don't trust the police, <laughs> so they <laughs> never select me. So this was so the secret. You just <laughs> check that off. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna pick it. So I got picked twice, right? So the one time I got picked, I was still working at Wegmans and like. They didn't, I don't think they paid for jury duty. This was like 12 years ago or some shit. But, uh, so like I got picked for this case and it was like a motorcycle accident. It was a he said, she said thing. And like no one really was going to come up, fess up to who was at fault. It's like, a, was like not a really high profile case, but for whatever reason, it was going to last two and a half weeks. Yeah. And my job wasn't paying me for that. And I wasn't using two and a half weeks of PTO. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, listen, man, I can't do this. My job's not paying me for it. I didn't tell them I had two and a half weeks of PTO. I'm just like, no, I can't do this. Yeah, fuck that. So, like, yeah, I got out. And then most recently, this was in Philly, is in 2019. And we're actually going to Delaware. It was, like, uh, a few days before we were going to Delaware for to go down to Garrity's place or whatever. And I get, like, a jury duty summons, and I go. And I'm sitting there in the room, and they pick me. And they're like, yeah, so you said you can't go. You're, they're like, why? Like, man, I got an all-expenses-paid trip to Hawaii <laughs> coming up. Listen, it's too late. This is in three days. I can't go. So, yeah, I just lied my way out of it. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, you should – well, you Last just... time I had jury duty, like, I obviously didn't get, didn't get picked to be on the jury, but it would it was a gonna, it was a homicide case. Ooh, yeah. shit. Damn. I would have yeah. taken that. Yeah, that would have been interesting. That's cool. Well – I mean, it's a, it's unfortunate, but like in if, a way, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's n- not to diminish whoever was right, murdered. R. I. Your life should, mattered. But, that's ass. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like that's cool though. That's that, that is case. interesting yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have. Um, I can't remember if that was before or after I filled out the thing when we found out what it was for. But damn. Well, that have been a f- but that then, interesting. But then, yeah, case. you probably get stuck on the. You probably have to go for. You might have got sequestered. You locked up in a hotel for a month. Yeah, damn. Not reading the news, no TV. Someone might have came after you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a... <laughs> you would have had a hernia and been had been on someone's list. Please, no. Yeah, yeah. damn. The hernia is bad enough. That's ass. But no, jury duty Monday, first game Sunday. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's zero chance that I'm going to... It should straight up be illegal to have jury duty to... on, a, on a Monday after, after the Eagles game. play the Cowboys. Not even a 1 o'clock game, 425, a little bit later Against too. the Cowboys, yeah. no less. I'm going to be Only ragged. Cowboys fans in Philly should have to report. I'm planning on being yeah. pretty... Uh, well, it's going to be cold out, so you got to drink to stay warm, obviously. So we'll be doing that. Yeah. Um, you got to get that burn in this stuff. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of... I can feel it. There's going to be a lot of fans in that section. Dallas fans... Oh, for real? Yeah. It's funny. My mom and dad were at the game, and my sister and brother-in-law, Sarah and Jay, were down there. They were like, man, all these people kept asking, like, oh, where's Pat at? Where's the other guy at? So it was kind of fun. They were all missing me in my section. So it would be fun to be down there. Oh, well, all three of us be down uh, there. They're not ready for that. I didn't didn't prep them all, but it'll be fun. It's going to be a good time. 
You gotta watch out for those Dallas fans. They get started chirping a little bit. You gotta be. Oh. Yeah, but Mike is still down there. My security guard they kicked me out of there a couple of years ago. So we're, yeah. we're tight now, though. Dude, yeah, they can get all, our, all three of our asses on mm-hmm. Broad Street. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. But you know who? Uh, you know who is going to be there and playing well is AJ Brown. AJ yeah, he's Brown, been balling, dude. Who, who has some interesting ideas? Yeah, let's uh, let's play this. Do you believe the Earth is flat? No, I don't. You sure about that? Have you ever paid attention to rockets when they take off? No. I want you to go look up a rocket taking off okay. and see the angle that it that it takes off at, mm-hmm. and wonder why it never goes straight up in the air. Do you believe the Earth is <laughs> what flat? What is that logic? I don't, what? Yeah, I don't understand the rocket thing. He's saying. If it doesn't go straight, because wouldn't if if it if it looks right. like it's going straight, wouldn't that wouldn't that kind of support the idea that it's flat? That's what I'm saying. So if it if it goes on an angle, why is he saying it should take off at an angle? No, he's saying it should take off straight. Because he's saying right, he's saying that it takes off at an angle, but I feel like that would that would make round mm-hmm. Earth make more sense. Yeah, he's saying like right now they take off at an angle. Why don't they go straight? Right, yeah. But Which like, doesn't make sense because we're not. Like if they we're not straight above the. I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, I don't. You have to. I mean, we all have to, have to go down like a little like YouTube rabbit hole of uh, flat Earth stuff and really get to the bottom of the the different theories and the ideas. That's AJ Brown. He could think that the sky was filled with pigs. Oh, yeah. How, Who was it cool. that I mean, I didn't hear believe that ideas. we landed on the moon? Was it AJ? Someone said that, like oh. an Eagles receiver in the last five years said that. Oh, moon landing guy? Um, it was either him or Ag- well, maybe might have been Probably Aguilar. Aguilar, honestly. That dumbass. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Rager. They never it might have been, moon landing, been like, I don't understand. I don't, like, I don't even understand why like the moon landing thing is such like a a big interest to people. Because like, honestly, like I don't even care if they like if they, if they fake the moon landing. I would just think that was kind of funny. Because they're like, what? Not like, I don't think there was any like not, nobody died. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not like mm. there was some kind of uh, you know big uh, uh, no... cover up. Uh, it's not like they were covering up like some crime. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if they if they like you know made, if Stanley Kubrick feel, like made the <laughs> made the moon landing video and cover and they like uh, you know pass it off and everyone thought it was real. I would just think that was funny. I mean, the biggest cover up in the history of cover ups would be kind of cool, I guess. But like I don't. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, all right, man. Like, cool, it's fake. All right, but yeah. I think that it I don't happened. really give a shit if anyone went to the I mean, moon. We've or not. sent people into space and on the moon since then. Like, who yeah. the hell cares? I mean, cause, I mean, I guess the idea is that like why a lot of people think that it was is fake is because if because it was like the fact that like we went to the moon first is like everyone considers that being the U.S. like winning the space race. But if you look at if you like look at the scoreboard between Russia, us and the USSR, yeah, the USSR has like everything else first, yeah. like first like satellite, first, first like man, sp- uh, yeah, first, first man, person, first dog, monkey, dog, first person. like first like uh, you know, spacewalk thing, like every like the whole list. It's just like Russia, 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 and at the very end, it's like Moon, US, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we win the space race, motherfucker, because it was all obviously it was all about the moon, like that was yeah. the only thing that actually matters. Which again, if that if that's the reason why they fake the moon landing, hilarious. Like that's such an American thing. Of to all do. of all the it, it, yeah. it, that is true. That's of, very of all, true. Of all the evil things that our government's done over the years, like that's <laughs> that would just be like hilarious. Yeah. That's just funny. <laughs> like, well, we I'm got... all for that if they fake the moon landing. I think that'd be great. Damn. But yeah, AJ Brown, man, great receiver. 
maybe not the greatest space scientists of our time. <laughs> or just scientists in general. I mean, but that's fine. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he knows, the, he knows the science of catching the damn football, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that, the, that, both those touchdown catches, especially that one that dude. That first one where with he caught it like this yeah. and still got the, both feet in. Mm-hmm. Just like, damn. And even the second one was beast mode, dude. Yeah. He, he had that a thing. guy just gripping him up. Yeah. Still just stuck his hands out and caught it and just fell into the end zone. He's, yeah. He's uh, a goddamn monster, dude. He's... He should be getting MVP votes. Most receiving yards in the first 25 games to start their uh, career as an Eagle in the history of Eagles, A.J. Brown. Yeah, even more than T.O. Honestly, Tariq Hill just set the record for quickest to 1,000 yards within, what, seven games? He's at 930. Yeah, Yeah. he was right there. If he got a hot start the first two games, he'd have been right there too. The dude's an absolute stud. He's phenomenal, great hands, physical guy. Tariq Hill can only beat you if he gets around you. A.J. Brown will run through you. And I mean, Tyreek Hill's pretty physical. He's just not as big. He's not as physical as fucking A.J. Brown, though. Not at all. Not at the catch point. I, after the catch, Tyreek Hill's pretty damn physical, though. Not sure. I get that, but they're not comparable at all physicality-wise mm. in that sense. No way. I, no I, way. I'll admit A.J. Brown is more physical, but I think you're, you're shortchanging Tyreek Hill I'm not. Bit. I'm just saying that he's predominantly known for his speed and hands and elusiveness. He's not known for you get you try to tackle AJ Brown, you get bruised also. You well, tackle, I'm not, I can't tackle Tyreek Hill either. But you can't catch him. That's my point though. But even if I could, I wouldn't be able to tackle him. I bet you will be able to. Nah, that's he's <laughs> rocked up, nah, dude. Bet, are you serious? <laughs> Here we go. Tyreek Hill, if you're listening to this shit. Parking lot, Wells Fargo. <laughs> Someone can throw the ball real quick. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, but I guess we can talk about this game on Sunday real quick. We, we've been going a minute. It's our first pod back with a full crew. Yeah. So, yo, for this game Sunday, I know you said you're a little nervous, man. I am too. Mm-hmm. We brought it up in the open. Hertz is nursing that balky knee. Yeah. It's been confirmed it's a bone bruise. Those usually take about three, four weeks to heal, at least. Well, he still threw four touchdowns and for 300 plus yards. Yeah, I mean, Hardy we had his best but, game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, against Micah Parsons, it's mm-hmm. a little different. You you remember the game last year when uh, we played them at home in Hertz? Like what they were doing, they they were running zone reads and read mm-hmm. options and just leaving him unblocked. And like Hertz would just read him, and if Parsons went that way, Hertz is out. If Parsons is playing just intermediate, Hertz is passing. If Parsons is covering Hertz, he's handing it off. If Hertz can't run because of his knee, Parsons doesn't have to respect Hertz. Sprinting out. Like, could I'm be all, it. Could I'm be a little it. concerned. Could also be a little fog of war thing because he got asked about that today in his interview in uh, the media day. He just walked off the stage. I don't think I don't think it's as big of a thing as people make it out. Dude, to be. did you see him after the one play in Sunday's game? When they were trying to hurry up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was, was running like. Oh yeah, running like bad. me after I thought I tore my ACL <laughs> that day. Yeah, yeah, that was. I'm not worried because it hurts his knee. I think uh, I'm just worried because they always build up these games for this shit. It's gonna be a tough. Hard fought game. Divisional yeah. the division plays we'll hard have the against buys each other. after this week, I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah. yeah. Um I think that it could go one of two ways. Is it gonna be very neck and neck? Or we see Mariota in the fourth quarter to seal the deal because we're gonna be so far ahead. Oh, okay. Because the Dallas <laughs> yeah, yeah, we no, 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 no. But that's what I see it, because Dallas doesn't really come back back to back games to do that. They were at home, they blew out whatever, the yeah. Rams, fuck the Rams. It does seem like they've either played great or awful all year. And they haven't really played anybody yet. I mean, they lost to Johnny Gans. 
You know what I'm saying? They haven't yeah. played anybody. So I'm not really overly concerned about them that way. However, from a divisional standpoint, we just tend to play weird against divisional opponents. We saw it against Washington already. We're going to see it against Dallas coming in. So I'm thinking like – Probably not going to see it against the Giants. No, we'll pop it at that. Giants we'll are butt, dude. Good yeah. Lord. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so you sound like you're headed towards a score prediction there. What you got? I think that I'm going to say they've been averaging 30 points a game the last two weeks. I'm going to say probably – I'm going to say 31-27, Eagles. Damn, that's the score I had. Not I'll, really. I'll explain my rationale for getting there. Is that what you had? I was gonna say thirty-one something, but I, I I never I never I never come into these with anything in mind. And you're like score prediction. I'm just Man, like, oh, I fuck. write it on the the, the thing every I, I week. I never I never Jesus. think about it. Well, I gotta come up with it last minute. So I think I'll come up with something. What's gonna happen is we we get Cam Jurgens back, helps our running game a little bit, because I don't think we're gonna be able to move the ball on their passing passing defense. They're third in passing defense. Yeah, even with eighteenth against the run. Yeah. So we get Cam Jurgens back. We're able to run the ball a bunch. The thing about this Cowboys defense, man, is they generate turnovers, right? Like they've they have the last three years. And their special like teams too. Yeah. Top, yeah, their special teams is banging. Yeah. Like probably the most credit I will ever give Dallas on a Philly sports pod. But uh so yeah, I think special teams and the turnovers are gonna allow them to keep it close. But what's gonna happen? is we're going to stop the run. Our run defense is diesel. Yeah. And you stop the run and make them one-dimensional and make Dak have to pass 45 times, we know he's going to make a couple mistakes. Yeah. Whether it's a fumble, whether it's a couple interceptions, whether it's one of each, he's going to fuck up once yep. or twice. Dak's, he always does it. Kevin Byard. Yeah, Kevin Byard. Maybe he comes up with his first picks. He I shouldn't say a... pick six, but no, his first say, pick. Just say it. It could. Or a fumble return for a TD. We'll say one or the James other. James Bradbury had a, his first pick was a pick six for the Birds. But I think what happens is we get a key defensive play that kind of nullifies their advantage for a turnover to special teams. In the end, the running game carries us. Hurts is so-so. We win 31-27. Lines three, and a, er, three or three and a half. It's last a standard check. home team. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go 28-24, Eagles. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, it makes sense. It could be a low-scoring game, to be honest, too. It could be a very defensive-heavy game, which I wouldn't be surprised about that either. But yeah, to both two very good defenses. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. But fuck Dallas. Yeah, fuck Dallas. Uh, I just got to play some of this. <laughs> yeah, he didn't Bye. even know the words. By six-time Grammy Award-nominated rapper and artist, Flava Flav. <laughs> this is Flava Flav singing the national anthem at the Bucks game. Oh, oh, say, <laughs> can you see? <laughs> By the dawn's early the best part is the Boy Scout troop. Oh, yeah. What so proudly we. This is, the, this is a guy who definitely does not. Definitely believes that we land on the moon. At the twilight's <laughs> last gleaming. 
bright show. <laughs> it's so funny because like he wasn't even like stars through There's the only like a handful of public enemy tracks where he's like the main guy. Fergie any day for real for real yeah he nailed it i think he crushed it i've, I've seen some bad ones at some philly sports games he he was all right they're dude. about to go back to that boy scout meeting and be like so how was your trip wow you're never gonna believe this shit <laughs> <laughs> i saw taylor swift the national anthem at game three of the 08 world series man for fuck real her. yeah damn yeah. before she was big time i know it was, she was yeah, little it was time a while time. ago and fuck her too yeah. Over, I'm over this whole bullshit Taylor Swift the, the shit. Travis Kelsey I shit. I don't care about this. I don't care about any of that. Man, it doesn't matter to me. I, it is so annoying. Good I just for them if they're happy. It. Uh, it doesn't matter. To I don't me. give a shit if Travis Kelsey is a happy man in his personal life. Fuck all that. I don't give a shit. I don't care about any football celebrity relationships getting together, especially Taylor Swift. It's all. It's honestly infuriating to me. Wow. That they care so much about it. <laughs> I'm like Jim Nance. He's like, I get paid to commentate on football. I'm not a fucking, you know, TMZ person over here. Okay. The first week, oh, cool, I get it. Every week, because then that means, you know who else you yeah, see? every week it's fucking like. Fucking Pat Mahomes, his wife, too. I don't need to see that shit oh, either. Oh, I did see them. They got the little fucking. I did see them. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't like whatever. that very much. Oh, man, I don't need to see any of this shit. I don't need to see Pat Mahomes' wife. No way. I do hope, though, that if there is a rematch, if this is all part of her PA roots in her, if she has any kind of fucking. She's a fraud. If she she's got any kind here. of fucking bird gang blood in her, even though she doesn't because she's a fucking fraud, that when they get to the playoffs, she should dump his ass. And then he get all on a fucking <laughs> yeah. whirlwind of a movie. his ass, release a whole so album she's got about some, it. some ulterior motives. Yeah, she'll have a yes. new tour the next year then. She can diss him everywhere she wants to go. But then also, the games that she's not there, he's been playing like shit, to be honest. 
They're, his stats she wasn't are there last game, and they lost. His stats are ass. That's he averages no, apparently, apparently, like, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes had the sick. flu, and it was a blizzard. Well, yeah. fuck his bitch ass, too. I don't care about Mahomes, either. He's won his rings. He's done his due. He's the best thing, whatever. I get it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm over this whole fucking yeah. team. Can... Andy Reid, I was happy for him when he won the first ring. After last season, fuck the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm over them. No, I hate the Chiefs. I fucking hate them. I think them. they're very unlikable. Fuck him. I got Pat Mahomes in our fantasy league, so I'm I'm hoping he does something for me. Well, good for that. But other than that, fuck that guy. Kermit the Frog yeah, motherfucker. Over, over fucking uh, in his big gaudy mansion. Terrible stats this year. I was a little washed up. The best quarterback, Tom Brady, could make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I don't know why Mahomes can't. You play against... Denver Broncos and you lose because you got a little in a tu- blizzard. Because you got a little, because you got a little tubby Jesus ache. Fuck Christ. that guy, man. Eat some soup. Come on, man. Yeah, eat some of that Campbell's yeah. chunky soup. Call it a day. We're over it. Fuck well, the that, Chiefs. Fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, fuck the go Cowboys. Birds. Fuck the fuck, fuck anyone who's not the Eagles. Go Birds, baby. That's, yeah, go Birds. Birds all the way. Oh, and and fuck James Harden. Yeah, fuck his bitch yeah. ass too. <laughs> James Harden, good. Good luck in uh, in in at the the lesser LA team. Perfect. Uh, that was I, I meant to say this earlier, but that is like the perfect team for James Harden to go to. With like mm-hmm. you have like the glitz and glamour of Los Angeles, but like no, no it's got to be like the team that no one gives a shit that, about. That's, that's true. No, yeah. no that's pressure. Per- yeah, playing, that's perfect for he him. He ain't playing with LeBron and AD. Nope. He's, he's playing with washed up them. Kawhi. Yeah, Paul George and in Westbrook. He's working yep. up them wine deals now that he's on the West Coast. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna go visit the his uh, Napa Valley winery uh, mm-hmm. person more often. Well, that will just about do it for us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please leave us a five star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, you like Instagram, us on YouTube too. Yeah, like those videos. Yeah, you gotta like get those us on views YouTube. up. We haven't been saying that. Yeah. Uh, and please send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. Go Birds.